0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 307 Podcast and another comms check with me, Chad. I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet for you guys on this comms check. We'll see if that happens or not. Uh, Yeah, you know how I am. I get on a roll every now and then. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Really appreciate the support that you guys show for the 307 Podcast. It keeps me driving forward uh, your comments, your messages, your testimonies, uh, your support keeps me hard going hard. Um, we are now up to 667 reviews on Apple, which is tremendous. My goal is to get that over, ex- uh, exceeding 1,000. Um, the more reviews we get on there, the more this show will show up for other people when they're searching for podcasts. So that's the reason we ask you guys to leave those reviews and those comments there. Uh, I just can't thank you guys enough for tuning in. A little housekeeping real quick. This show is brought to you by Exoskin. If you haven't heard me talk about Exoskin, then you haven't been listening to the podcast for very long. Because uh, I've been using Exoskin for about three, maybe four years now, almost exclusively for my running and fitness apparel. ExoSkin is freaking awesome. They were the first company to support the 307 Podcast. They've been with us for quite a while. Um, I use all of their stuff from head to toe. Their socks, if you're watching this, you see I have my toe socks on. Best socks that I've ever put on my feet. The only socks that I'll wear. Uh, I use their compression shorts anytime I'm out running, ultra, or training. And uh, their tops are awesome. They've got beanies. They've got the, the whole setup. Whatever you need, clothing-wise, apparel-wise, for your fitness adventures, ExoSkin fits the bill. This stuff is totally unique. It's got copper fibers woven into the fabric that defeats odor-causing bacteria. It, uh, the, the fabric is actually channelized to move moisture away from the skin. And yeah, you just can't beat it. Another thing, I've been prototyping a pair uh, of uh, brand new pair of exoskin like base layer or underwear and they're amazing. Just want to let you guys know they're coming. Uh, I'll be wearing my exoskin underwear out on the basic course all weekend. So it will be my final test for this new garment coming out from exoskin. Check them out. They've given us a pro code. Their website is exoskin.us. Um, I'll attach the pro code in the show notes of this episode Go get you some. This stuff's 100% made in America. It's just a, That's just a, the icing on the cake for me. It's really hard to find clothing items that are made in America. Well, Exoskin does that. Um, yeah, I could talk about them for an hour, but I'll stop. Check them out on Instagram at exoskin.usa. We love you guys, Exoskin. Thank you for sponsoring this episode and for supporting me for so many years in my missions. All right let's dig into this com check. I'm going to do it as best I can, guys. First thing I want to talk about is is the victim mentality. Uh, I guess what I want to say about the victim mentality is that if you have allowed yourself to slip into that victim mentality, then uh, you are failing uh, at life. Yeah, this is a, a terrible place to be mentally you guys know uh, the victim mentality i think is pretty self-explanatory um it's the uh oh my gosh they they whoever they are or or life or whatever the situation is it's just i've been dealt the short end of the stick i'm never gonna win because everyone's against me um you know every my life has been so difficult because nobody likes me uh, it could be applied in so many different scenarios. And I, I think that we've we've all slipped into that victim mentality every now and then, and maybe it feels good, right? It feels good because it takes the pressure off of you, and it gives you something to blame any kind of hardship or misfortune on. Uh, but, it, but guess what? It never really gets you anywhere. Um, the victim mentality doesn't. Uh, what will get you somewhere is uh, is taking ownership over whatever happens to you, and really whether it's your fault or not, just own it and just move along. Right? Just own it and just move along. Now, where where is this coming from, anyways? Well, it's it's really coming from my my brief experience that I have had so far in public life and, it, and it most especially especially the most recent podcast that I got to go on and share my testimony was um, which was just a small part of that conversation. Uh, we've heard a, a, I've seen quite a few negative comments. As a matter of fact, I was most recently characterized as a backwoods Navy seal wizard hermit. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. a backwoods, Former Navy SEAL, wizard hermit. I actually like that. Pretty much sums it up for me. <laughs> but, anyways, beyond beyond that, that actually made me laugh so hard when I when I saw that comment on a recent interview that I've done, and uh, you know, uh, but but a lot more. Are, are, are there there are many more that are much more vicious than that, and you know, I I just it it's like it's so easy it would be so easy for me to just uh slip into that victim mentality and woe is me and yeah uh you know everybody's against me you know but but no that's that's not what's gonna happen and and let me tell you I I think I I, I see this and it's very easily to slip into this um this victim mentality, especially when it revolves around your faith, when it revolves around your your beliefs, right? Because a lot of times that's what we're we're being attacked for. Um, and you see, I think that we will we can all pick out uh, many scenarios in life where we have es- seen Christians, especially, slip into that victim mentality. And here's the thing: you are a conqueror. You are not a victim, and if you are not getting some heat when you go and share your testimony and share the gospel and witness to people about your faith, if you're not getting some heat from that, then you might want to lean a little heavier into it. I know I went a lot of years where, um, well, I don't want to say a lot of years, but I went some years where I was just what they call lukewarm. Have you ever been lukewarm? I have been. I've went through some some years where I was just lukewarm, and and one of the evidences of being lukewarm is the fact that you are not really getting any heat from the world about how you believe. Now, I'm not saying that you should go and shove this stuff down people's throat. I'm not saying that you should be a Bible thumper Right, I'm not saying that is not the right way, I don't think, for me personally to share my faith with others. But when I have the opportunity, when the opportunity presents itself for me to tell my story, my faith and my belief and my relationship with Jesus Christ is going to be a part of that story, period. All right? And that's really all that I do is, uh, is... is open the conversation up or direct the conversation in that way. When I see the opportunity now, what is, what does God's word tell us about being lukewarm? And for all you guys that, that aren't, uh, if you're still here and you don't care anything about this conversation, I'll talk a little bit about fitness and some other stuff, uh, toward the end of this episode. But what does the Bible say about, uh, being lukewarm? Well, in, I think it's in Revelation where um, John, the Revelator, is writing the letters to the churches. One of the churches, he says, uh, he, he's basically um, scribing down what Jesus is telling him to write. He says, uh, you are, I think, I don't have the verse in front of me, but basically, you have been found to be lukewarm, so I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. So being lukewarm is not a good way to be. Um, let me ask you this, do, is your, is your faith in Christ, is it, is it strong enough that you're willing to suffer just a little for it? Are you willing to, to take a little heat for it? I mean, really, really, or or are you just, are you just avoiding sharing your faith with others just for the sake that you don't you don't feel like hearing that you don't feel like taking a, a look and this is a joke the the heat that we take the like we get we get censored here and there we we get negative comments which by the way the positive comments that i have gotten and hopefully you've experienced the same thing the positive feedback that you will get from having the courage to share your faith far outweighs the negative in in my experience right but we should be in a place where we are fired up enough about the gospel the good news that we are definitely willing to take a little heat from it uh and and that just is i think for me personally In evidence that i'm not lukewarm and it's nice to uh it's it's just um i I think that's important right now look we talk about suffering a little bit for your faith look this isn't hard to find guys this is scriptural let me just read you a few things real quick i won't quote the verse and book and all this but i'll just read you a, a few things right here from the bible indeed All those who live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. That's Jesus Christ speaking. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's Jesus again. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice in so far as you share in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice that you be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, then you are blessed, praise God, because this spirit uh, of glory and of God rests upon you. I want you to think about that. If you, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are actually being blessed. Praise God for that. Um, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That might be that's hard to do. That's how we should treat those who leave us, uh, who, who censor us, and and. Call us stupid, right? The Bible actually says, uh, people, people, so I've seen, I've had people comment to me, how can, you're a smart dude, Chad, how can you believe in this religious mumbo jumbo? The Bible actually talks about like, um, Jesus actually calls the lowly, right? The lowly in heart, not, he doesn't, he doesn't generally call the, uh, the, what the world views as the smartest and the uh, the most intellectual and, and all this and that, right? Because the message of Jesus is foolishness, actually, to those who are perishing. It's foolishness. Uh, let me continue on here. For the sake of Christ, then I, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, I am strong. That's Paul speaking in second Corinthians. Um, Here's Jesus again. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, censor you, right? They exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Jesus said, blessed are you, man. Come on. All right. I think that's enough. I mean, we could literally go on and on and on. Do not be surprised. Do not be surprised when people ridicule you for the name of Jesus and count it as all joy because you are blessed. Understand that I am feeling I, I, I'm feeling the same thing as some of you guys are. I want you to have courage and confidence to share your relationship with Christ, for to share the good news, and don't ever slip in to that victim mentality because we, as servants of Christ, are conquerors. We are not victims of anything. Our king told us this would happen. This is a result. This is part of the process. The church is not a victim of the world. We are conquerors. Have some confidence, man. All right, switch gears real quick. Maybe I'll be on here for about five more minutes. Um, uh, I, I've, I've told, I've said before, I've talked about morality before when we've talked about the theory of evolution and natural selection and things like that. And how can you have morality or how can you explain morality uh, if you believe in the theory of evolution and natural selection? Here's the thing morality actually is in direct contradiction to the theory of natural selection all right i want you to uh, and i think that we could provide dozens of examples about this but if i was living if if i was living and believing and practicing under the confines of natural selection do you think that it would make any sense for me to care about my fellow man? Would it, if literally, if we were all evolving and only the strong were to survive, would it make any sense for me to care about anyone else other than the people that were going to help me survive, right? Um, You know, that, that, and, and you guys have heard me also say that there's a direct line between Darwinism and natural selection and the theory of evolution right through Hitler and the Third Reich. Well, you guys do understand that this was what enabled Hitler to justify the slaughter of millions of Jews. I've said this before, but speaking specifically on natural selection, uh, Hitler and the Third Reich actually thought that they were doing mankind a favor by speeding up the process of natural selection. You guys see what I'm saying here? This is why it's hard for me to believe that you can have morality, that you can even explain what is human morality. First of all, you can't even explain where where it came from if you believe in the theory of evolution. And why have it? if we are all part of the process of natural selection why have it all right and this is what hitler thought essentially really you know that's not too in depth on that i just wanted to kind of scratch the surface on that right and we'll dig into uh more of that stuff later on you know but anyways there's your something to chew on right there understand that our our morality comes from our Creator, one hundred percent. And yeah, we're we're a little different from other animals, right? We we're we're different from other animals on Earth. Uh, and and this morality is one of the ways that we are different. Uh, there you go. Last question, uh, or last thing I want to hit on real quick. Is uh you guys that that don't care about all this uh, Jesus talk? Hey, I wish you would. I said in the last podcast, I wish I wish everyone was just as fired up about the good news of Jesus Christ as they were about all this other secular messaging, because the the message of Jesus Christ is actually the only message that leaves you with any hope in life. Um, I mean. I know that might sound extreme for some of you guys, but when you really get down and examine it, uh, it's I, I found it to be true. Anyways, I get a question all the time revolving around fitness, and it's a very simple question. What shoes do you run in? Chad, what shoes do you run in? And speaking of running, I've been ramping up my training uh, quite a bit here lately in preparation for this upcoming race season and also the uh, Penhody Trail FKT coming up in the fall, Lord willing. And uh, shoes, look, guys, I think I go back and forth on this. I think that shoes are are fairly important when it comes to your running kit, having the right pair of shoes and having the right shoe for the terrain that you're running on. Now, the shoe is not the end-all, be-all Um, In other words, uh, it's not going to make or break you as a runner, but it is a fairly important piece of gear. So what kind of shoes do I run in? Well, it took me many years and many miles to figure out what types of shoes work best for me. I think I've probably worn over the course of the last 14 or 15 years every type of running shoe that uh, is known to man and i have settled in on a few different pairs i do not have a shoe sponsor by the way because i switch up all different shoes i I, i'm not loyal to any single brand Uh, so what type of shoes do i prefer now here's the thing i'd say that my go-to if i could only choose one pair of running shoes to have in my arsenal of shoes it would be the hoka speed goat the hoka speed goat Again, I'm not sponsored by Hoka. I know nothing about their company. I just know the Hoka Speedgoat is a great shoe. Um, it's got really good cushion. I don't, I don't subscribe to the whole barefoot running culture fad. No, I mean, I think that cushion is important to have in a running shoe, especially if you are an endurance runner. Um, if you want to play around with the barefoot stuff, that's on you. Um, the only time I would ever run with a minimalist type shoe is if it was some some really short distance stuff. Maybe just strengthen up the bottom of my feet a little bit, but nothing, nothing more than a few miles, right? But the Hoka Speedgoat, it's got some great cushion. The shoes last a long time, at least the pairs that I ha- have. Last in excess of five six hundred miles, um, and they're real real grippy, so they're great on any off road terrain. They're not very nice on the pavement. They make a lot of noise on the pavement, and they're actually so grippy they're a little they feel a little sticky on the pavement. So, uh, but you know I'm always on the trail, so that is my go to shoe is that Hoka Speedgoat. Now, if uh, if I if I had a, a second it would be the Ultra Lone Peak. All right, and usually when I go run an Ultra, I'll have both these pairs of shoes with me. I'll actually usually start the race in the Ultra Lone Peak. Um, It gives me a little better contact with the ground. There's a little less cushion, uh, you know, and and it's, it's got a nice wide toe box. It's a comfortable shoe. I'll start the race in those. And then when I get to you know halfway through the race or three three quarters of the way through the race, I'll transition to that Hoka Speed Goat because it feels like when you go from that Lone Peak Ultra to that Speed Goat, it feels like you're walking on clouds, marshmallows, and it just feels really, really nice. Um, what I don't like about the Lone Peaks and why I chose the Hoka over the Lone Peak is because the Lone Peaks don't last. they just They're not durable. They're not as grippy and the cushion that they do have flattens out really really quick which is part of the explanation of why they don't last the the uppers actually wear out pretty quick too and they end up with holes and stuff in them so they're expensive man if I'm gonna pay 140 150 dollars for a pair of running shoes man I got to get at least 500 miles out of them before they get holes in them and uh, alter just doesn't do a good job at that in my opinion and in my experience so those are my two go-to shoes uh, if I'm hiking, backpacking, whatever, in warm weather, or or maybe even fast packing. Uh, I've even ran in them before, but they're not my go-to for running. But in an event like the Revenant or something like that, I'm going to go with the Solomon XA Pro. Solomon XA Pro. It's got more support. Uh, They're also grippy. It's got a much more durable upper that's going to protect your foot on rocks and stuff like that. If I'm straight up hiking, like out at the basic course. I just bought a really sweet pair of hiking boots the other day. They're made by a company called uh, Kenetrek. They're out of Montana, Kenetrek. And these things are some tanks, man. It's like putting two tanks on your feet. And uh, I absolutely love these Kenetrek boots. They're not flashy. They look like, they, you know. there are no bells and whistles on them, but they just have a ton of support, a ton of grip, and uh, really, really protect your feet very well. And you know, uh, I'll be I'll be out in them this weekend. We're supposed to have some pretty nasty weather conditions this weekend. This will be my first time taking them out uh, on a multi-day type of type of trip, and that'll be the basic course team zero zero seven. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting them through the ringer. So, if you've ever wondered about shoes, that's my take on shoes. Road running shoe. I haven't had many pairs my favorite road running shoe i've ever had is a ultra Torin, ultra Torin for road running again i've never had very many pairs of those i haven't explored the options of road running shoes in depth that's just the favorite one that i've had personally so i hope this helps you out a little bit if you're getting into running or um or if you're looking for a good shoe to try out that's where i'm at on that guys thank you all so much for tuning in I hope you enjoyed today's comms check. I'll be out for the next four or five days, so I'll check in with you guys on the backside of all this stuff we got coming up. Hope you guys are all good. Love you. Enough said.